0: I'm going to endeavor to preach to you this morning a sermon called, It's Okay to Cry. It's okay to cry. But I have a subtitle. It says this, don't be a crybaby. <laughs> it's okay to cry, but don't be a crybaby. And the tears and crying are very biblical things when they're done very biblically. And they help us mature, and we should allow them to have their process in our lives, but also not to become spoiled or, or babyish or be a crybaby. So the scriptures talk about these things this morning. And Sometimes you think, why do we cry? Why do you cry? Maybe it's tears of joy. Maybe it's tears of pain, something in your body is hurting you. Maybe someone hurt our feelings and we cry. Sometimes we cry when the Holy Spirit touches us and we cry. We read the Word of God sometimes and it's so powerful, it comes alive to us and we cry. But there are many reasons why we might shed a tear, why we might cry. Is crying more than just water, salty water, I guess, coming out of our eyes? Is it deeper than that? Is it more than just that? I believe it is. I believe it reflects our thinking. It reflects our heart and our emotions. Many times it might even reflect our sensitivity to to something or someone or to God. First point I want to make this morning is tears express tenderness. Tenderness. They can show the tenderness of humanity Tears can show the tenderness of our testing. The Bible talks a lot about testing. God does not tempt us, but he does test us. And those can be very tender times. There can be very hard times. And sometimes tears will come about during our times of testing. The Bible talks about suffering. And suffering well. And suffering for the cause of Christ. And if you... If you suffer with me, you will reign with me. And so as Christians, there are times of suffering, and many times tears are manifested during those times. And it shows the tenderness of the human experience, the tenderness of the testing in our lives. But tears also express the tenderness of Christ. The tenderness of Christ. I'm reminded of a story, and if we can put the scriptures up on the screen this morning, let me read this account of Jesus and Lazarus. You remember Lazarus who died. They had waited for four days for Christ to come. Lazarus was sick. They had sent the message, but Jesus didn't arrive. He didn't show up, and Lazarus died. They even put Lazarus in the tomb. And then Jesus arrives four days later, and Mary gets up and leaves with all the other professional mourners who had come to her house, and they all go in this entourage to meet Jesus. And then we get to verse 32. Therefore, when Mary came where Jesus was, Jesus saw, or excuse me, she saw him and fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus Saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping. Get this, he was moved deeply, or deeply moved in spirit, and was troubled. Let's stop there for just a moment. He was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. You see, our tears move the heart of Christ. The Bible says right here that he was deeply moved in spirit, and he was troubled. It shows the tenderness of Christ. Two things were happening here, and many times I think they happen in our lives and Christ looking at us in our situations. One, he was deeply moved by her tears, and I believe he's deeply moved by our broken hearts. He's deeply moved by our tears in our lives because he loves us in that great compassion You go a little bit further in this passage and you get to one of my favorite scriptures. One of the scriptures that have been very easy for me to memorize. Jesus wept. (laughs) Jesus wept. Why did Jesus weep? not only because he was deeply moved with tenderness and compassion but in this case he was also troubled he was troubled because of the lack of faith he was troubled because they had put him in a box so to speak and they had thought that he can only heal the sick they had forgotten that he can also raise the dead they had and many times in our troubles and in our testing we will cry and we'll have and he has compassion for us but he's also looking at us and he's saying tenderly grab a hold of Is that all right this morning? Grab a hold of more faith. Remind yourself of who I am. Remind yourself that yes, I love you in your tears, but remind yourself and let your faith arise to know that I can do all things for you. We know the story. He he raises Lazarus from the grave even after four days. But tears express and show the tenderness of Christ. Another part of tears is Tears are therapeutic. Tears are therapeutic. Close your eyes and spell that word real quick. I, I had to use spell check several times yesterday. Therapeutic. I wanted to say therapeutic. Therapeutic. Tears are therapeutic. When you think of tears, many times tears are related to the healing process. And one source that I looked at talked about tears coming as part of the healing even of the disease. And tears are spread and it's even part of that physical process of the healing that is taking place. But I thought this morning we ought to think a little bit deeper that many times our tears can become part of the spiritual healing process. Many times our tears can be part of that deep work that God wants to do. Maybe the situation or the problem or the circumstance or the tragedy or the heartbreak has put us in a position where we're more vulnerable before God, where we're more receptive to God, and it allows God to see those tears, and it causes us to be more receptive to Him. And in those times of tears and crying, many times God can touch us deeper on the inside than He ever has before. Isn't that a beautiful thought? Romans 8 26 through 28 talks about this therapy of tears and how tears can be therapeutic, I believe, at least, when we we can look at that scripture and we can see that it says this, Now in the same way, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, also helps our weaknesses. For we do not know what to pray for as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us With groanings too deep for words. I thought about that yesterday and and many times we've talked about this scripture. It hasn't been that long ago we talked about this scripture and how the Holy Spirit helps us in our praying. But I thought about could not those groanings that are too deep for words, couldn't they many times be our tears? Couldn't that many times be we're trying to pray, we're, we're so heartbroken, we're, we're so perplexed, and we, we can't find the words, but the tears are coming. And I really believe that God sees those tears, he understands those tears, and many times as part of that process, our praying and our crying, and our God who loves us come together. And then look at verse 27. As that praying and that groaning and that crying, and he who searches the heart's, knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And as we're crying and as we're praying, we know that Christ is interceding for us, but also the Holy Spirit is interceding for us, and he's praying on our behalf, and he's helping us, and he's guiding us. And so don't despise the times of tears, especially when we take our tears and we connect them to our prayers. That's what needs to happen I talked about being a crybaby in the title. When we take our tears and we connect it to our selfishness, then we become crybabies. Look at your neighbor and say, crybaby, crybaby. Well, there was a rhyme. I can't remember that. If I was on my A game, I would remember that little rhyme. You could say that. But when we take our tears and we connect our tears to our selfishness, we become crybabies. But when we take our tears and we connect them to our prayers, we position ourselves for the Holy Spirit to help us and the therapy of the Holy Spirit to work in our lives and a deep touch from God down on the inside. My third point is this tears are tender, they express tenderness, the tenderness of Christ. Tears are therapeutic. They allow us, when we connect them to our praying, to experience a deep work from God. And then my third point is this, tears are temporary. If you're glad that tears are temporary, say amen. Tears are temporary. The psalmist said, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Sometimes we give up and we might be at three or four o'clock in the morning and the sun is getting ready to rise. And the weeping is going to go away and the joy is going to come. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy will come in the morning. And I talk about the tears being temporary, but although the tears are temporary, the working, when we connect them to our praying and to the Holy Spirit, the working can become long-lasting and influential and impactful. Because the psalmist also said in another place that God bottles up our tears. So you're, you're praying and you're crying are not in vain. Your praying and you're crying, although they might be for a season, and although joy is coming in the morning, God sees the tears. He bottles them up, and they are ever before him, and those prayers are lasting and intended to have a lasting impact before God and for your situation. But the actual crying is temporary, and it takes me to my final verse this morning, Revelation 20, 21, 1 through 7. And I love this passage of, of Scripture this morning. Revelation 21, 1 through 7. In talking about the temporary state of our tears. The temporariness of the things that cause tears in our lives. Because the root of all tears is sin. John said this as he was moved and upon by the Holy Spirit. And. Christ was showing him some great things in Revelation. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth passed away, and there was no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men. Now what we're seeing here is the circumstances that cause our tears shifting. A plot shift. A situational shift. A world order shift. Right now we have lived in a fallen, sin-cursed world. Sin-influenced world. And sin has brought disappointment and death and destruction and all of our tears but John is seeing a time here when God has now said enough of that enough of that and God is sending the new heavens and the new earth and John is seeing those things come down like a bride adorned for her husband and God is putting everything back together like it's supposed to be. And all of those sinful things are being removed and he's saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is among men. He's saying, hey, I'm moving in. I look forward to the time when God totally moves in and all sin and disappointment is totally moved out. Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men and he, God, will dwell among them and they shall be his people. And God himself will be among them And here it is, and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. All of these former things are moved out. All of this sinful curse is done away with. God's kingdom is finally established, and God dwells among us, and we are in tabernacle with him constantly, and all of these things are gone. And he says, there's no reason to cry anymore. There's no reason to sorrow anymore. No one's going to die. No one's going to get sick. There's not going to be any pain. You're not going to be tempted anymore. You're going to be with me. And so it says, and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And there will be no longer any death. There will be no longer any mourning or crying or pain. This last line sums up what I've been trying to say. The first things, one translation says, the former things have passed away. You see, tears are temporary. This world in which we live is temporary. This fallen state in which we live is temporary. The things that we see on the news and the things that we see around us and all the heartbreak and the hunger and the war and the pestilence and the hurting and all of these things, all the sorrow that we might take. Take it down to individual levels and the sorrow that we might feel because certain people in our lives that sin has has caused bad things. All of those former things have passed away here in John's vision and I'm going to be part of that one day. Are you? Amen. I want to be part of this. The former things have passed away and he who sits on the throne says, behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Right, for these words are faithful and true. Would you stand with me this morning? God is going to put it all back together again. While we live this life, we know the tenderness of Christ who works in us and through us and around us while we're having season of tears. We know the moving of the Holy Spirit that can be so therapeutic to us during the times of tears that helps us pray, helps us intercede, that does a deep work in us, but yet with joy. We look ahead with hope. We look ahead knowing that tears are temporary. The situation we're in, weeping endures for the night. Joy comes in the morning. But ultimately, everything is going to be put back together. And the former things are going to pass away. And God himself shall wipe away all tears from our eyes. Would you bow your heads this morning and let's pray together. Can we allow the word of God to give us some consolation today. You might be in a season of weeping. You may be coming out of a season of tears. You may be going into a season of tears. It seems that life goes that way. We're either going into a trial, we're in a trial, we're coming out of a trial. But I hope this reminds us this morning that Christ is tender and He is with us in our trials. The Holy Spirit is therapeutic and He is working deeply in us when we connect our tears to our prayers in our trials but our trials and our tears are temporary because one day god is going to put it all back together the way that it is supposed to be the former things have passed away lord we thank you this morning for this wonderful service that we have had lord this wonderful presence of the holy spirit that just swept over us as we were worshiping. wonderful time of praying together this morning in the altar time and sensing your presence encouraging us we thank you lord for the time of communion that we've shared to remember what jesus christ has done for us and to remind us of the kingdom that he's going to come and establish for us and we thank you for your word god these passages of scripture these three little passages of scripture that remind us that tears are temporary and that you see our tears and you are working in our tears both in the short term and in the long term. So we thank you for your word this morning and for your presence in Jesus' name. This altar is open if you need prayer this morning. Let's continue to pray and worship as they sing today.